Hi, I'm Jason, and he's Rich, and welcome to Remastered, which tonight I guess we might as well just get it over with. Let's let's just call it the misogyny show, Rich. Yeah, I think we're not going to win any friends with this one. Probably not, because we're going to be talking all about the beauty, the wonderful, wonderful beauty that is the female form. We're talking all about those uh, those wonderful girls of the 1980s and 1990s. I guess 70s, too. You can throw them in there a little bit. But uh, the, the girls of yesteryear, let's say, are formative crushes. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. I've, I've, do you know what? We've, we've had sort of two weeks to prepare for this show, and I, w- I wanted to sort of narrow things down to something we could conceivably talk about in an hour, and I'm getting nowhere, especially when you hit the sort of mid to late <laughs> 90s. When I reach about 15 years old, then things just get unmanageable. Yeah, I, I usually try to prepare for these shows by writing out lists of notes with little thoughts appended to them and little things that I can say and little insights that have come to me over the week. But this week is just a list of names. Yeah. With little pictures of cockboats next to them. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've, I, my research has, has basically extended to finding a couple of lists of what other people have, have decided are hot women of the 80s and 90s. And as I look through them, it's just, yeah, she's hot. She's hot. She's, they're all just, it's just hot women, really. See, there, there were lots and lots of hot women, but I had to narrow them down to people who all I had a personal connection with. All right. And that's okay. some, someone that I would lust over myself as a eight year old, a nine year old, a 17 year old. Okay. Well, do you, in, uh, one, in one scary case, a four year old, but. Okay. So I'm actually, I, I have to start this with a question because I'm interested in your answer. Sort of the first time you became aware of being attracted to what you deemed at the time to be a hot woman. Roughly, what kind of age are we talking and and who would that woman have been? Well, here's the problem is that at the time that I started to become attracted to them, I didn't really realize it yet. It was yeah. very much a uh, an unknown territory kind of deal. But it was, uh, it was Sarah Douglas who played Ursa in Superman 2. I was always like, wow, she's pretty cool. But I didn't know why I felt that way. I just know that I felt a little bit funny. Yeah. See, that's interesting that you say that. Because I, I was, if I had to hazard a guess, what I was kind of expecting you would say would, of course, be Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia in Star Wars. You know, she never really did it, did it for me. She was always kind of like an older sister type. She wasn't an over-sexualized character. Let's put it that way. You wouldn't, I wouldn't have classed her as hot. Hotness is a different thing to sort of general attractiveness, would you say? Yeah, I would say I'd say that there's um, several different categories. You could go hot, you could go classically pretty, you could go cute. There's lots and lots of different divisions you could draw in the sand. But um, with the exception of the the slave bikini outfit in Jedi, which I think has been someone's fetish at you know every point in anybody's development. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have called Princess Leia really hot. But I can I can go with you on the the list from Superman two one. I can yeah I'm I'm with you on that and uh, do you know at the same time a similar sort of thing and this is also I think this is why people like sci-fi and fantasy stuff is because of how women are dressed in this kind of thing. You, yeah, it is very much a cheesecake kind of lore. Have you seen the Flash Gordon movie, the one with Brian Blessed and Timothy Dalton and Maxon Sydow? Uh yeah, Flash. Uh, the 1980 one. Yeah, with the Queen soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The the. Uh... Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> the girl who plays Ming the Merciless's daughter in that film. 
would have been an early thing for me. Princess Aura? Yes, I don't know her, her real life name. Nor do I, but I'm on it. I've got the IMDb. I, I might as well just keep this up because I think that we're going to be hitting it up a lot tonight. Yeah. But it appears that her name was Ornella Muti, possibly Italian. Let's see. Oh, yeah, very much so. Seems to have had a lot of work done. I was just saying to Alison, actually, we have the benefit of hindsight now as well, is that these are women we were classing as hot sort of 20 years ago. And who is still hot? You know? I think there's not going to be very many people on the list who remained remained hot. Well, Ornella Muti gets the uh, too much work done there in the years gone by. Sort of. Mind you, actually, she's, she's nearly as old as my father, so uh, I'll have to forgive her there. Yeah, it's a scary realization, isn't it, when you start thinking that uh, the, the people that kind of formed your opinion of what beauty is are now nearing the end of their lives. Yes, she's nearly 60. Oh, well. It's so, a lesson in impermanence. So let me ask you this further question, then, because uh, I'm, I'm looking at my the 80 hottest women of the 80s list that I found. I will, I will just send you a link in Skype, actually, so you can bring it up. God, how do you do that? There we go. And the number, well, the first one I'm looking at, Princess Diana, who is always talked about as one of the world's most beautiful women and all of this. And I look at the pictures and I think, what? Really? Because there's like a million women better looking than her. See, I'm kind of proud of the British people over this one because this is um, this is the cl- the classic example of how inner beauty radiates outward i'm really proud of you guys for not being superficial about her because when you look at her face i agree she's not like a she's not a hellenistic beautiful woman you see whereas allison has met met her i believe uh when she was younger in a kind of meet and greet kind of thing and she would insist that this woman no just radiates beauty in every sense so i don't know maybe you had to meet her maybe you had to know her or whatever but I just I never thought that about her at all. Uh, the new one is is much better looking. What's her name? Um, Middleton something. Kate Middleton. Yes, that's it. I pay I so agree. much attention to stuff, don't I? She's, <laughs> she's only going to be queen, you know. Why why learn a name? Uh, yeah, she's much better. She's an incredible looking woman. I can't fault uh, can't fault the British people again. No, she did well there. She's she's gonna kind of up the gene pool average for the royals for a bit. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, you said it, not me. I was not about to insult your people. We all know it. <laughs> we all know it. Don't worry. Yeah. Hey, you want to crawl on up to nineteen eighty-five? Yeah, go on. Because I think it's time to talk about Leah Thompson. Okay, interesting one there. Back to the future again. Not someone who's like knocked dead, you know, drop dead gorgeous. But someone who's always really fascinating, and I think it's more because of the way she acted than the way that she looked. I never, ever thought of her in this way. Never Very, once. Never once. Very strange, I know, because she was, I mean, when you look at her, sort of her 80s credits, God, she was all over the place. Space Camp, you know, Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3. Okay, the Back to the Future films, obviously. The Beverly Hillbillies. All kinds of things. She had her own series at one point that no one remembers. Carolyn in the City? That's the one. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was big ratings wise in the United States for a while, but I don't think that you would find very many people who would self identify as being Carolyn and the City fans. It was it uh, was supposed to be like the next Friends or something while Friends was still on. Uh, every show that debuted from the from what like nineteen ninety four to nineteen ninety nine was supposed to be the next Friends. Yeah, but that's the copycat syndrome that uh, everybody was trying to get on ABC. Or I'm sorry, get uh, what was it, NBC? It's, they were trying to uh, follow in those footsteps. It's like for about a decade afterwards, we every British comedy film that came out was the best British comedy since The Full Monty. All of them. And you say, what about that one last week? Was that not it? Oh, well. Did you... This, this list of women in the 80s... Things were bad in the 80s, you know. There was, there was so much hair. I know. I've, I've been looking through it while... I've been trying to talk and it accounts for a lot of the stuttering that's going on because every time that I click this mouse button to see the next one, I'm just like, ugh, that's not good. And there are so many I don't remember. I think this was, I think the 80s were just so early in my life that, you know, for certainly like the first half of it, I was completely unaware. There are women looking back that I think are still attractive in their 80s form. Uh, who am I looking at now? Tanya Roberts. But Kim Wilde definitely does not fall into that camp. Did you guys get Kim Wilde? Well, we got kids in America. Right. I but suppose. only really tangentially. Right. She was she was quite big here and uh, did lots of TV work. Now she's a frumpy mum, or what we call a frumpy mum. She looks very much like a mum and uh, does adverts on TV for health food things and things like that. Um, and then you click one over and you get Alyssa Milano, who I still think is one of the most beautiful women ever. It's hard to argue with that, I must admit. I, I didn't, No, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I think seeing her on Who's the Boss as a, as a person who was of the similar age as me, mm. I think that helped because it wasn't creepy at all. You know, a lot of these people, you look at them and you see that they're either way older than you're your ideal age range or way younger. H have you watched any TV recently? <laughs> I've watched TV a lot recently. Okay. Have you run into the situation where you see someone on TV and before you can, you know, do a swing uh, and pull a Wayne's world, you've got to kind of stop and think about how old they are. <laughs> Not recently. No, <laughs> but I accidentally but, but swinged a 17 year old the other day and, and suffered Lisa's wrath for it. Who who was the seventeen year old? I don't remember. It gets so difficult though. It's it's a I think this is a massive issue and it, it's actually one of the annoying things that I agree with David Cameron about. And I I really hate that there's anything that I agree with David Cameron about. Um but you know, one of the, the things that that party got elected on was their whole idea of this early sexualization of children being a bad thing. And you can't really argue against that, which is perhaps the point of them making that argument. But I, you know, it's a, it's an issue, and so you get like these teenage girls in particular that you're like, well, how old is she supposed to be? What, what am I supposed to think about Miley Cyrus, really? You know, it's weird. Especially when, you know, it's not even teenage years that they start sexualizing them. It's Have you seen these shows about beauty pageants with five and six-year-olds? Yeah. Reality shows where they're trying to sexualize five and six-year-olds? It's just creepy and it's wrong and it's it's horrible. 
And I think the the parents who involve their kids in that need to be dragged out, dragged out into a street and shot. Absolutely. You get letters of complaint for saying that sort of thing over here. But I like it. I agree with it. Yeah. Belinda Carlisle. Uh, yeah. See, now we're, we're that she would have been later 80s as well. I'm amused by the fact that Kathleen Turner's on here. And now she plays people's transvestite mothers. Transsexual mothers. What number Fathers. does she rank on this list of 80? She's number 25. And it's... You know, it's very strange. See, as as we're talking, I'm still flipping through. I'm only up to 49, which oh, is man. Michelle Pfeiffer. And she, wow, she just looks great in 1983 from in this clip from uh, Scarface. She does as well. But, and, and she and, looks terrific now, too, even though she's got to be, what, 51, 52, somewhere in there? Yeah, I would imagine so. No, you're I've noticed a, dis- right. a disturbing trend in the last few years here. I'm I'm 32 now. And I've gotten to the point in my life where it's not just about high school, college girls. It's it's also about moms. I've noticed this myself. It's terrifying. I noticed it watching Modern Family. Have you, are you aware of Modern Family? I am, and I sadly missed the boat on Modern Family. But uh, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about um, the young lady from Columbia whose name I would be able to give you on any other given day of the week. Yeah, she's in uh, Not Happy Gilmore, the other one. Billy Madison. What? Right. Oh, oh no, you're talking about... Um, uh, <coughs> okay, I thought you were talking about Sophia Vargari. You're talking about... All right, yeah. Julie... Julie... I yes, should have looked her. this up before I started saying it. But yeah, I mean, oh, oh yeah. The, 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 you know, Sophia Vergara, that's a given. Julie Bowen. Because she plays the mother of two girls, and the eldest girl, who's supposed to be like a, a still in high school teenager, she's actually sort of twenty one, twenty two in real life. So you've got that kind of thing where it's all right if she thinks she's hot. Oh, thank God! Because I've looked at her before and gone, "Wow, uh, I need to walk away from the TV." Yeah, no, she's before actually, I think something wrong. <laughs> yeah, she's actually in her twenties. That's that's actually okay. She's just. I actually still find it a little bit creepy because it's like, well, she does genuinely look like a kid. So would that is that not still a bit creepy if that was what was attracting it me is, to, you know? Yeah. The the other one that's gotten me in trouble with myself in the past, you know, where I felt guilty is Mila Kunis. Because watching that 70s show, especially the early episodes, when she is still a minor. Yeah. It's, it's weird. But as I was saying with... with yeah, so Julie Bowen plays the mother of this, and I find myself thinking, hey, she's pretty hot. And you suddenly realize you fancy the mum and not the 20-something daughter. What does that say? It says you're getting old, Rich. That's what that I, says. I'm proud to say my wife looks an awful lot like Julie Bowen. Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> that might be the funniest thing you've ever said. I don't know, but that was that was that was excellent. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I know that you were a Saved by the Bell fan. Yeah. Have you? Where are you? Have you moved up the list? Are there any girls from Saved by the Bell? Because it was all of them. Well, yeah, that's the problem that I'm looking at. Is when I was in 
middle school and junior high. Kelly Kapowski was the name, right? It was Tiffany Amber Thiessen all the way. Hands down, you've got your gorgeous brunette with the rock and curves and everything. Hell yeah. Now, if you go back and watch that show, you got to be really torn. Well, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's again, it's one of those weird things. Like, she's still hot now and all of that. You, you just look back on it with fond memories and all that sort of thing. If I had it all over to do it again, I, I would probably pick as the crush from Saved by the Bell this time around Lisa Turtle. Do you know what? I wasn't fussy, nor did I feel particularly loyal to one of them and just enjoyed all three. This is where my sort of, I, I, I could see this being the beginning of me just being so indiscriminate in, in these cases. To be perfectly honest, I, I just grew up into this little sort of, does it breathe, have a pulse? I, I fancy her. <laughs> Of course, I think the ideal situation would be all three at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Ding. It's, it's I'm just greedy is my problem. That's basically it. Were there other teenage sitcom people that caught your eye? Because we could talk all day about penthouse play, uh, Playboy Playmates and, um, you know, models and Yeah, they're just actresses. too obvious, aren't they? Right. Do you know what? The other one that that jogs my memory a bit is the California dreams. I'm just trying to look that up. I never saw an episode of it. I, I was aware that it existed. Oh, it was, it was a hideous program. It was, it was really bad. I think it was kind of, when it run 92 to 97, lots of hair gel and shoulder pads and, and big hair uh, and baggy jeans and stuff like that. But it was kind of like the group of high school kids who are also a band but they're like the lamest band you've ever seen, and no one would actually really listen to these people. Uh, but Kelly Packard, you'd have got from from there, and she later did Baywatch when she got a bit older, and then clearly not much after that. Oh, dear. Speaking of Baywatch, did you ever see Charles in Charge? I did see Charles in Charge. I don't have much of a memory of it, though. You see, that was one that was remade over here. As something else. Uh, was it really? It was. It was called The Upper Hand. And With different actors. Different actors and everything like that. Starring Honor Blackman, who you'd know as Pussy Galore from uh, Goldfinger. Oh, okay. Um, significantly older? Yeah, she put, she was like the grandmother. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Uh, would have been still hard to uh, have her as a sex symbol. She was arguably too old to be a sex symbol in Goldfinger. In my opinion, she's definitely the weakest of the Bond girls. But the reason that I bring up Charles in Charge and link it, of course, to Baywatch is uh, Nicole Eggert, the, the eldest daughter on Charles in Charge. She she went on to run around in a red bikini for several seasons. Nicole Eggert. Oh, of course. Yes, I remember her. And I remember from the very first episode that I saw her on Charles in Charge that was like, hey, I've, I've got to make room in my viewing schedule each week for this now. Just one of those things. Oh, so I suppose along the same lines, I'd also have the the girl from My Two Dads as well. I always had a crush on her. And she was in Step by Step as well, if I remember rightly. Uh, um, you know, I, I'm going to admit I never saw My Two Dads. But if we're talking about Step by Step, are you talking about the brunette? Stacy Keenan. She would have been a brunette. God, she's blonde now. Very blonde now. 
And actually, I don't remember what she looked like, but that's definitely the right person. No, they... she she was the blonde in Step by Step too. She was Dana. All right. See, my two dads. That's also where Giovanni Ribisi got his start in acting as well. And we is all... it really? It is. He played her I, boyfriend. Uh, I saw him walk on screen the other day in an episode of Married with Children. I just just about shat myself laughing. <laughs> Excellent. That you'll if you watch enough of that, you'll also get uh, what's his name, Joey from Friends as well. Right, playing. Um, oh crud, what was his name? I don't recall, but uh, Vinny Verducci, that's what it was. The dumb Italian boyfriend. He's right, been a they, bit they typecast to... in his entire career, <laughs> hasn't he, Matt LeBlanc? They tried to do a spin-off with him, and it was a like a failed backdoor pilot, but they were going to do he and his father trying to rip off people. Oh god. Like a magnet, the bad idea finds Matt LeBlanc. Oh yeah. That is just remarkable. Just even that description of it sounds like a terrible idea. If you want to keep on going, though, with the relationship chain from Married with Children, guess who had another failed backdoor pilot from that show? Well, Christina Applegate had one as well, didn't she? Well, she was a main character, but uh, I, was was there a, a pilot a spinoff with her? They were going to do one. Um what was let me look it up now because there was a little story behind it they were going to do a, a story a, a spin-off with uh kelly as the main character i'm just wondering if the explanation for it will be in the trivia on the married with children page um so now what what else was going to happen because clearly that's not it if you didn't know about it well there was an episode called radio free tremaine that starred carrie russell as a, it's kind of like the hottie on a college radio talk show. Yeah. And they were going to... burned. Right. I saw Bud Bundy on an episode of The X-Files the other day. Did you really? Yeah. He was, he was in a... It was the penultimate ever X-Files. And he was in there as just... He was like... The, the plot was there was this house that, that was actually a replica of the Brady Bunch house inside which was really the the mental manifestation of the weird crazy guy who lived there played by someone who was on lost and bud bundy stumbled into the house and was killed in it for maybe three <laughs> minutes of screen time but uh, there giovanni rubisi was also on the x-files wasn't he i believe he was at some point everybody was been... the uh, the lightning kid oh yes he was wasn't he yeah i remember yeah. He's very recognizable. He stands out when he appears as an extra or a, you know, a, a, a low profile, um, uh, what's guest. There's the name. Yeah. Having trouble talking today, Rich. I remember seeing Giovanni Ribisi on the bottom. He was the least, he was the, the name that you could put on your movie poster that would add the least amount of money to your box office takings of any name that you could put on a poster. Right. I saw that too. The least marketable actor in Hollywood or something like that. Yeah. How's that? Or the least, the least bankable, I guess. Yeah. You just think, surely that's the end of your career now. Someone <laughs> said that. Surely, hey, put me in your movie. I'm the least bankable celebrity in, in all of Hollywood. Really? That's just mean. Oh well. This this list of '80s uh, women ends with Madonna, who uh, certainly in the '80s it would be hard to deny. Well, Dick Tracy, she looked really, really good in that. Yeah. Plus, you know she's filthy. <laughs> Sorry yes. to take it to that level, but, you know, this is Madonna we're talking about. That's not going to be boring. 
she's the girl who would do anything in bed, and yeah. she proves it on stage. I'd I'd still give that a go now. That was that that line was too much. I'd give that a go now. That was too much. Sorry, ladies. Yeah, but I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's in her 50s as well. Yeah. Um, One more just before... We should go into the 90s. It's probably... Yeah, we've been talking for half an hour and I didn't realize. So just to... The sort of crossover one. Heather Locklear. Because... I You know, when I, when I watched like the first few seasons of TJ Hooker with her in... She was she was stunning, and just looking at her, she's number fifteen on this list, and she's pretty stunning in that picture in an eighties kind of way, and I think she maintained it very well throughout the nineties when she was on uh, Spin City. I think so too, and I think that's probably the only Heather Locklear property that I actually saw before the turn of the century. Um, I think I'm most familiar with her, and honestly, I'll tell you, I I think she looks the best in Scrubs. In Scrubs. Right, she had a run in Scrubs as a pharmaceutical salesperson who uh, banged Dr. Cox. See, I've forgotten that. I think I've blocked out Scrubs. Like, you block out Vietnam and stuff like oh, that. Oh, come on, don't do that. I love Scrubs. Do you know what? It's because I saw the last season. That's that's what did it to me. It, that was the horror. If I'd never watched, was it season nine or something like that? When they brought in the new class? Yeah. When yes. when suddenly it's a, a university and you're like, what the hell is going on here? Um, right. That was it was actually ABC picked it up from NBC because NBC canceled it and ABC was like, hey, we can we can start this over, even though all the other actors, the the original actors, are going on to do other things. Yeah, except strangely, Turk, who was not going anywhere. Right. Doctor Cox stayed. Uh, Turk stayed. JD appeared in like uh, maybe two or three episodes, but they had all the the new characters, um, and I couldn't tell you any of their names. No, me either. Me either. And I they just created some totally unmemorable characters, clearly, because I don't remember any of them. They changed the lead to being a girl. I remember that, but that's it. That's all I remember. Oh, one more from the eighties: Elizabeth Shue. Oh, thank God you brought her up. Because she was like everybody's girlfriend in every film. Like, it, it must have been crazy. Like, this, the making a film, like, oh, he's got a girlfriend. Can you get Elizabeth Shue on the phone? Because she was everybody's girlfriend in every movie. Two of the biggest ones. She was uh, Ralph Macchio's girlfriend in Karate Kid. And yeah. she was Marty McFly's girlfriend in, was it the second one? Yeah, they replaced the... Jennifer from the first one with Elizabeth Shue. Back to the Future 2. And I think she stuck around for Back to the Future 3, but I can't really remember. Yeah, she did, yeah. Yeah. And then she went away for a bit, and then yeah, she, she did Leaving Las Vegas. I was going to say, she was back at least with Val Kilmer in the 90s for The Saint. Yeah, I think I've blocked that one out as well. That's in my Scrubs <laughs> she, folder. She looked good in it, though. Say what you will about that movie and, and about his acting, but she still looked good. Do you know, I don't remember a single frame of that movie. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember a single frame of it. I just wanted the phone he used. I've probably said that on this show. Um, the first one of the 90s on this list is a kind of, hmm, because it's Anna Nicole Smith. Before you go to Anna Nicole, I just have to kind of do like a, a record scratch. Because Carlos in the forum is, or sorry, in the chat room is saying Elizabeth, she was on CSI now. All right, there you go. I might have to start watching CSI again. <laughs> Fair enough. For the first time in 10 years. I've never seen it. 
It just uh, is Gary Sinise in it. Did I see he was in one of them or something? He's in CSI New York. Right. But it's such a rotating cast on the original one. I wouldn't be able to tell you what's going on with it. Uh, seriously, I think the last time I watched CSI was sophomore year of college or something like that. Which we're talking a significant time now, a decade. Ooh. I, yeah, I try not to think about how long ago university was. Carlos says Elizabeth Shue replaced Marge Helgenberg. Meaningless to me, but thank you, Carlos. <laughs> She's 49. Wow. Probably still would, though. You know it. Yeah. Uh, she's recently been in Piranha. Or oh, of course she was. Yes, I Piranha watched that. Piranha 3D, right? Is that the name? Yeah. That was a terrible film that was meant to be terrible, so it's hard to knock it for being terrible. I think it was made by her husband. All right. <laughs> it was... Oh, I'm going to cough. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it was. it was a terrible, cheesy horror film, but... When that's what they set out to make, you can't really knock them for it. That sort of thing. They didn't pretend it was good. So, I, I can't complain. Don't watch it, though. It's bloody awful. I've got one more 80s one that I want to bring up, just because I want to know if you've seen this movie. Okay. Mary Stuart Masterson looked really, really good in her little pixie cut and punk outfit in Some Kind of Wonderful. Have you seen that one? I have seen that film. I love that movie. I didn't know that was her. I thought that was... It was... It's Leah Thompson in that as well, isn't it? Right. Leah Thompson is the rich girl, and Mary Stuart Masterson is the, the poor girl that Andrew McCarthy ends up with at the end. Yeah, I've seen that film. Uh, I, w I, was, I was trapped on a bus watching that film, I think. It was on the way back from a, a holiday camping in France. And they put it on. Yeah, I've seen that. Is it actually a John? Yeah, it's a John Hughes film. Yeah, yeah. And it's one that uh, my, my parents loved because of the character of Duncan, who's like the the motorcycle metalhead who has a heart of gold. My dad would laugh and laugh and laugh at that character. I don't remember any of it, really. I remember that she had a tattoo. You'd clearly have just gone for the girl with the tattoo who, who was your friend already. <laughs> Well, that was the whole crux of the film. I mean, in a nutshell, the film is Guy wants rich girl, asks the girl who has a crush on him, who he's known since childhood, to help her uh, help him get her through the process of trying to get the, the rich girl. They fall in love. See, this this again illustrates my kind of non-discriminatory attitude towards women in, in this period, because I, I would have been quite confused by this concept of specifically trying to get one particular girl. Uh, when I'd have been satisfied with, in fact, any one of them that would have spoken to me at the time. <laughs> well, the, this idea of limiting yourself to one and going after that one, that just seemed like a waste of time. It's a numbers game. This is it. I'm so lucky I'm in a relationship. That's all I have to say. Um, where are we? Michelle Pfeiffer makes it into this list in the 90s as well. Well, she was huge in the 90s. She was in everything. Yeah. And, and, and that uh, that leather Catwoman act, um, uniform in Batman Returns didn't hurt her public image at all. It did not hurt her public image at all, no. There's... Gave her a little bit of a boost, I'd say. Just yeah. a little. Just a little. Just, just a little bit, yeah. A tiny little bit. Oh, and there's Carrie Russell as well. I've heard a bit about her. Carrie Russell, the former Musketeer. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> 
if she came knocking on my door. Bye, kids. Uh, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. I'd change my name. I'd get a new social security number. We would go live on a boat somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And Lisa knows this. I've made it quite clear. Yeah. You've just got to have these conditions around. You've got to let it be known at the beginning of a relationship. You know, I will go out with you, but, you know, in the event that Carrie Russell ever comes around, I'm, I, you have to understand I will just leave. Well, there's the famous list, you know, popularized by friends. Yeah. The episode where they had the, the five people that if you meet them, you can sleep with them. Lisa knows very well that if uh, Carrie Russell or Claire Danes come around, th- those are the two that I'm leaving her for. Claire Danes. Everybody oh, seems yeah. to like Claire Danes. I've never liked Claire Danes. And did you ever see my so-called life? No, I never watched that. Maybe it's that a very is... good show. I mean, it was a it was a pretty dark teen show. If you want to compare it to Saved by the Bell, uh, you're you're going to be in for a world of hurt because, as poppy and bubblegummy as Saved by the Bell was, my so-called life was just about the shit that teenagers have to wade through, and it pull, it didn't pull a whole lot of punches. No, it was. I remember it being on. It was sort of after tea time, sort of dark teenage drama kind of thing. Yeah, it just it didn't seem like a whole lot of fun. But you chain my so-called life together with uh, say what you will about this movie too. But I I liked it. Um, Ro- Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann one. Yeah, I I personally just have an issue with Baz Luhrmann films, and that one gets kind of caught up in it. But I'm aware it's one of his better ones. And plus, I had also had the prejudice towards Shakespeare when it came out, which I'm still weaning myself off. But yeah, at the time as well, I hated Leonardo DiCaprio with a passion. He um, he had a lot going against him as far as uh, male viewership goes. Yeah, he was too well liked by other women who were busy liking him and not me. It was very much a schadenfreude kind of thing, wasn't it? We, we wanted to see him fail. Yeah, uh, a great deal. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, and I have tremendous respect for him as an actor now. Absolutely. You know, in fact, what was it? The turning point of that was The Departed. When I saw that, I was like, you know, I take it all back, Leo. But my God, in the 90s, I wanted that man dead. Dead with his head on a spike in a medieval london kind of way (laughs) yeah i was very jealous let's put it that way and still am i mean if we're gonna go on the record about being jealous of of men who can get pretty much any woman that they want here's a guy who's dated two victorious uh secret supermodels yeah yeah you have to I, i suppose that's a bit of a confession we have to be clear about that when we say we hate this guy whoever that guy might turn out to be it's usually because we just realize that he's doing a whole lot better than we are in certain ways, I suppose. That's why I hate Justin Timberlake so much. Because I, I get the feeling when you wake up in the morning and remember that you're Justin Timberlake, your day's all right after that. See, Justin Timberlake is one of the very few men that makes my wife's list. If he showed up around my house, uh, I would never see her again. Yeah. But I, I can't help but like the guy. I'm sure he's great. I'm He's sure. very, very funny. I, I don't care for any of his music, but uh, if you've ever seen him on SNL, guy's hilarious. I think he's really good acting. Do you know what? He was the best thing in The Love Guru, which was, by all accounts, an atrocity of a film. And you watched it? <coughs> it was specifically to fall asleep to, and my God, did I manage it. It was unbelievable. It was one of those, it's five in the morning, I need to sleep somehow, some way. 
and you end up on the sofa with a blanket and just put something on the TV to make you fall asleep. And I chose the love guru that night and by God, it worked. (laughs) I don't remember any of it, but I've seen the bits with Justin Timberlake and I think he's great. He's also good in uh, the, the social network. So I, I don't genuinely have a problem, but I hate him. That's, that's all. I'm looking over the remainder of my list here, and it's it's occurring to me that uh, there's a lot of white girls on here. A lot of white girls. But can I ask you, do you remember the first time that you were attracted to someone who is not white? I've never thought about that. I mean, I think the first time. Hmm. You know, I'm beginning to think it might in some way be linked to a Bond film. Maybe the first time I saw Live and Let Die. Now, that wouldn't have been a Mon. That was a Roger uh, Roger Moore movie, right? That was his first one. Uh, that was kind of a... Almost a Bond black exploitation movie. In its own way. Very peculiar. But that might have been it. But that that would depend on when I first saw that. I was, I was young when I saw all the Bond movies. Uh, obviously, the ones that were out. Uh, so... It might have been that. I don't. Other than that, I don't specifically remember. Uh, oh, also in in Diamonds Are Forever as well. Yeah, this it must come from Bond films, unless unless one of the girls from the Cosby Show. No, Bond uh, films would have been before that. Bond films would have been way before that. See, I was thinking about this question earlier this week, too, and I was thinking I was too young and stupid and asexual at the time that The Cosby Show was on to be attracted to Lisa Bonet. Yeah. But if you go back and watch The Cosby Show on Netflix now, my goodness, she is a, she's a very attractive person. High Fidelity, too. Have you seen that? Oh, John absolutely. Fusek? It was a movie you should see. It was, wasn't it? They accused me of being in it. Or... There was that guy that looked remarkably like me from the back, which was weird. It's one of my favorite lines in that movie is when they go to the club to see her play. And one of them looks at the other and says, is this Peter fucking Frampton? Yeah. And the other says, yeah, but I kind of like it. That, that actually resulted in the permanent changing of Peter Frampton's name to Peter fucking Frampton around here. Um, Good. I, I can't say it without that. I don't, I barely know the guy. And his music, I don't know what he did. I don't have any personal <laughs> hatred of him at all. It's just that it's from that film. It's just like Peter fucking Frampton. I think, though, that the first time that I was aware that I found uh, a person of a different race attractive was Vanessa Williams. Did, did you see the 90s version of The Odyssey? No. There was a TV um, miniseries of the Odyssey, and I can't remember who else it starred. Who was in the main role there? Let me look it up. But she was in it as Calypso. And I remember looking at the TV and saying, hey, why have I never thought about this uh, this route before? <laughs> oh, it was Armand Asante in the, in the lead as Odysseus. Right. Isabella Rossellini as Athena. Bernadette Peters as the witch Circe. Eric Roberts, Christopher Lee. A lot of people came together in that cast. Yeah. Sounds good. Never heard of it, though. Uh, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Right. 
Well, that's that's certainly within my threshold. Alison and roll her eyes a little bit, but I'd watch that. She wouldn't. She'd watch it. She just she likes us to think that she'd roll her eyes at something like that. I have to say that quietly because she's still awake somewhere. Um, this list of the '90s is pretty crazy for me, actually. It's it's pretty much all of them, and I feel kind of bad about that, but it's it's difficult to not. God, I'm up to fifty, and and there's been like almost fifty genuine. Yeah, I had a crush on her. Are you finding any that you cannot find attractive anymore? Uh, you know, in in their elder years. What? How they are now? Right, because what I'm looking through on this list of the '80s and seeing is, uh, you know, Kirstie Alley. You can't find her attractive anymore. No. Almost to the point where you can't understand how anyone ever did. Yeah. Although, from that picture on, on, on this list, what number is she, sorry? I can't find 43? It. It's a good picture. A midriff picture. Yeah. it's the, with, the, with the blue jean zipper hanging open. Yeah. Like how you <laughs> so casually stand on a day-to-day basis. Oh, have I forgotten to fasten my jeans again? Oh, I'm so forgetful. Silly me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good photo, but you're right, yeah. And also, for that, that reason, uh, Kathleen Turner... Uh, Whitney Houston as well. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm not attracted to corpses at all. No. Um, Vanna White fits into that category. Who else do we have? I don't know who Vanna White is in the first place. Oh, she was a Playboy girl. Okay. Uh, more popular. Wow. I didn't know if she was a Playboy girl, but uh, more popularly known as the the hostess of Wheel of Fortune. Right. Is that a show that does not air in the United Kingdom? Uh, we we would have our own version of it, like it's it's Wheel of Fortune, and it's exactly the same, but it's all English people. Ah, okay. See, in the U.S., Wheel of Fortune is um, inextricably intertwined with the host Pat Sajak and and Vanna White. Right. Yeah, we had it here. I my dad knows some people who went on and won loads of stuff. Ah. Uh, but yeah, it was. I can't even remember who hosted it here. It's not on anymore. Hasn't been for a while. Um, <laughs> Lonnie Anderson. That's another one I don't know. Or do I? What number are you on? Uh, 29. Let me get there. We're, we're in the huge hair, lots of plastic surgery era. See, she doesn't look good in that picture. In my opinion. Of, of, of this list of 80 women, she she'd be the one you'd least go for. And that's in the picture from the 80s. So I can't imagine her looking better now. Oh, was she in Charlie's Angels? Right. Right. Okay. Right. No. No. She looks She looks terrible. Completely rebuilt. I bet she looks atrocious now, actually. Now I have to look her up. And see what she does look like now. Because I bet it's... Right? That's... The, the, I bet that I think there's a porn star with the same name now because that's not this person. Yeah, there's a whole lot more boobs and uh, man parts on that Google image search than I <laughs> genuinely expected to find. In fact, it's mainly boobs. And she looks about 22. So I don't think that's the right picture. No, I bet she's had a lot of work done now. Oh God, I'm being led down a dark. Oh no. Okay. I, I know too too many pictures here. Yeah, 
I should turn safe search back on. I think that's what the problem is. You turn that off. You think, when are you going to unexpectedly show me boobs? Well, the answer is right in the middle of doing a podcast is when Google's going to unexpectedly show you boobs. There you go. So maybe... uh, folks in the chat room bring up another one. Um, I'm not sure if they're intending to say that she doesn't look good anymore, but I, I definitely think she looks terrible. They say, what about Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah. I mean, she's she's... Again, she's probably nearly 60, isn't she? Angela says, how could you forget that great scene from True Lies where she pole dances for Arnie? Oh, that's an awesome scene. There's no denying that. That's an awesome scene. But now she, she looks like someone who was born in 1958. Uh, which is, I'm not, I wouldn't criticize her for it, but I wouldn't go there. Given the choice. I don't know. I just sit going, I'd go anywhere. I don't care. <laughs> It's the hard thing about some of this is when you're really, really horny, you're a lot more uh, willing to to look the other way. Exactly. It's like, do, what, do I have to tell my friends I did this or am I just going to do this and that's it? You know, because then, then my lower limit drops way lower, you know. It's just certainly to below Jamie Lee Curtis. And that's the kind of, no one would believe you anyway. What did you do last night? Slept with Jamie Lee Curtis. No, you didn't. No one would ever believe you. You could tell your wife that. <laughs> you, could, you could just confess all. How was work today? I didn't go to work. I spent the day cheating on you with Jamie Lee Curtis. She'd laugh. She'd just laugh in your face. You could do the stuff you could get away with it. Just confess it. No one would ever believe you. That's what you want to do. Sleep with Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> How did I get myself to that way of thinking? That was quite circular. You're a very sneaky man, Richard Smith. I know, I know. <laughs> as we've discussed here as well, there'd be the disbelief of, what, there's there's another woman who put up with you? Really? Really? You found another one? No, you didn't. I'm sure there must be another woman out there that have put up with me. Kind of feel compelled to find her just out of the principle of the thing. See, I'm not that bad. Oh, well. What about Brooke Shields? She's gone kind of weird now, hasn't she? Did she have a bit of a mental thing as well, or an alcohol thing, or something like that? I don't know. Like I, I just know that she's played mental people. Because that was the thing with the... Oh, God. Oh, no, I've just gone past her. Why can't I think of a name? Unless I look at a picture. Paula Abdul. <laughs> yes, she had a major uh, drug-induced breakdown, from yeah. what I understand. In 1989... Pretty hot there. In 2012, kind of crazy. She had the, yeah, she had the whole being on TV on drugs and things like that. I think. It brings up a whole different type of hot, doesn't it? Crazy crazy hot is its own category. Yeah. Did Meg Ryan end up in that category as well? She's not on that list. I think she fell into the irrelevant cute category. I'd have thought she'd have been on this list of 80s women. She was looking awfully good in Top Gun. See, are the 80s actually too early, and maybe she'd be on this 90s list? Or is that... That's when she really hit the romantic comedy stride. Yeah. God. Especially if you're a big fan of When Harry Met Sally, which I think straddles that decade barrier. Still never exactly seen that film. No? It's, no. it's a good one. Oh, I, yeah, I... I... Do like Billy Crystal as well and Rob. Brandon. I actually caught a, a good portion of it over the weekend, um, just watching TV, hanging out around the house. It's one of those movies that you can watch 
or I can at least since I've seen it so many times, I can just watch any portion of it that happens to be flashing on the TV and not feel like I've missed anything. I will definitely give it a look then, I think. Is it on Netflix? I don't believe so. I, I mean, it's hard for me to say because of our licensing differences from country to country. I, but... I have your Netflix now. Oh, you do? Yeah. You're, uh, you're doing the little cheat runaround. Yeah. It's so I easy. Blame you. It's so easy. So we have, we have your Netflix. It's awesome. Um, you can probably hear my frantic typing as I look. Yeah, that's the problem with it. I have to run like a, a hotspot shield to make it work on the computer. And so that would mean like disconnecting my internet and everything. That would cause untold hell if I tried to do that right now. So I won't. No, it's not on streaming. It doesn't appear. I'll catch it I'm, somewhere. I'm sure that there are ways that you can find it. Yeah, I'll find it. It's out there somewhere. Is there anything else from the 80s? Anyone uh, else? Sorry, I didn't mean that like that. Just to a, <laughs> is there anyone else from the 80s that you would like to mention? Kelly LeBrock, sorry, is another one that's gone tragically downhill. Uh, Catherine Bach. She was Daisy Duke, Rich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's another very, very early one, because when Dukes of Hazard was on TV, I was, you know, just knee-high to a grasshopper. Now, that's when I learned about denim cutoffs. And nylons. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, when when the Dukes of Hazard remake movie came out, I know that there was a lot of stuff that was circulating about, you know, they dug up all kinds of rumors from the original show, and there were marathons on TV and everything. But when when that was all happening, I learned that they made her wear those nylons in order, you know, so that she could wear the cutoffs. Otherwise, the, the TV sensors wouldn't have allowed it. Right. Ah, dear. The Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, I'd forgotten all about that, actually. Daisy Duke was kind of a, a formative crush for a lot of guys out there. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. God, I think even Allison would admit to that one. Carlos is asking whether ever anyone has mentioned Courtney Cox, and Courtney Cox looks good right now, so... Yeah, she's always uh, looked good. Oh, I, definitely. Ever ever since the the music video he and He-Man. He-Man, exactly. Um, yeah, always quite like Courtney Cox. She was my favorite friend. Mine as well, yeah. Although, again, I, I would not have... Oh, no, you can get away Never from fancied me. Jennifer Aniston. I have never understood why people think she's attractive. I've actually begun to find her more attractive recently. I don't know what that's about. I'm aware she's actually quite shaky. You see. There's a, it's quite strange. You ever just wonder, like, you know, if you took women like Jennifer Aniston and you take them out of the, the shoes that are $1,600 a pair and the dress that costs more than your house and you take away their stylist and personal hairdresser and that kind of thing. Oh, uh, dude, I, I live in Ohio. I can tell you that's the whole story. That's the whole story. <laughs> Um, it, where I am on the outskirts of Cleveland, you can drive toward Cleveland. And as you go closer to the city, you can have the same aesthetically pleasing girls physically. But the closer you go to the city, the better dressed they are, the more money they tend to have, mm. and the better they take care of themselves. So, you know, the, 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 while the girls, the quality of the, the young ladies might remain steady, the closer you go to the city, the, the better they are. It's funny watching that uh, watching that transformation. What money can do for them? Yeah, it's I, I just had Jennifer Aniston on my. If you weren't rich and famous already, you wouldn't get that much attention from men. 
Yeah. And there's actually, you know, of the two sort of pop starlets of Lady Gaga and Katy Perry are two in actual fact they've I've seen pictures of I hate to say this because I you know I hate the idea that women have to wear makeup or be dressed up in some way to be attractive but by god when you see Lady Gaga without any makeup and wear clothes on that is you will scream with kind of fear and what is that thing kill it kill it with fire I think that when she has the makeup on yeah it's it's quite frightening and uh you know it's she's much better like that. It's interesting so. that you say that about Katy Perry, though, because she's become um, kind of a spokesman for a, a acne removal system here oh, with right. infomercials that run all the time, especially on weekends. You can pretty much tune any any uh, channel in on on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning and find her advertising. I can't remember what product it is, but um, yeah, it, it shows her close-ups with and without makeup and before and after the use of the medicine and all that stuff and yeah yeah it's very um it's very revealing important thing to remember kids girls on tv and in films a lot usually very bad skin there you go it's all the thick makeup and stuff and i hear the hd makeup is worse for that sort of thing because it's thinner believe it or not and so it clogs pores they all have very bad skin just something to think about when you're looking at, oh, Janet Jackson in the '90s. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just skipping through this '90s list. Still, there's a remarkable <laughs> number of women that are still on this, and God, it just brings back memories of being 16 again, and never leaving my room. Did you guys have a you you have FHM over there, don't you? Not to my knowledge, no. You don't have FHM. Well, it, do you have what you would call to be like men's magazines? It's not porn. It's not quite, it's it's almost like GQ, but not quite as clever. Metrosexual. Yeah. Right, you're talking about Maxim. Yeah, absolutely. Maxim's the the perfect, would be a direct competitor to FHM in this country. And every year they have a massive poll and do, and publish a little like supplement of the hundred sexiest women in the world as voted for by FHM readers. And they've done this every year since the beginning of time and that was sort of in the days before broadband internet and computers in your bedroom and things like that that supplement was like the holy grail for for a teenage boy and uh, this this it's just all women from this list and it just brings back so many memories of sitting staring at this thing damaging myself didn't really have any magazines, but, uh, you know, as weird as it is, because we've talked a lot about me growing up in a very religious evangelical household, my father bought me for my 16th birthday a poster of Cindy Crawford in a bikini. Really? Yeah, that that was in my closet for quite some number of years. I never had posters of girls. Not ever. I, I was only the owner of one poster of a girl, and it was given to me as a present by my sister for some reason and it because it was a Buffy poster but that's it that has been the extent of my posters of girls in my entire life plus that was at college and you've kind of got the thing if you do get a girl to come back to your room and it's covered in pictures of girls that's almost the least attractive thing a man can do <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh we had that situation one of my roommates in college was a big Buffy fan and had some Buffy posters in, up in our room and he never could quite get the gal. Yeah, 
So there's another top tip, teenage guys. Dump the posters of women. Women really don't like that. You know what they hate even more? What? Picture, pictures of naked anime girls. Yeah, that's that's really that's really bad. I can't tell you that one from experience, but I, I can tell it from, uh, you know, secondhand knowledge. Yeah, I, I can't see it being a good thing at all. It, it can only be bad. Don't don't do that, guys out there. Don't put pictures of anime girls or girls generally. And that extends to uh, smartphone wallpapers, desktop screensavers, all this kind of thing. Really, you might as well just put up a big sign that says, do not date me. Do not pay me any attention. You got to keep it classy, guys. Exactly. That's the best way of putting it. As a matter of fact, whenever you're around a girl, never repeat anything that you've heard on today's show. That's also very true. <laughs> Today's show, re- Remastered, is, is brought to you as a primer for what not to do. Yeah, I think that's that's good. That's good. I feel this, we should impart some of this knowledge that we have through years of failing with women. Um, hey, speak for yourself, son. I was I was just being polite. <laughs> I, hey, I hit 18, I was like Fonzie. But up until 18, tragic. Absolutely tragic. And that, well, with varying levels of tragedy mixed in in the years to follow, up until this very day, I'm sure Alison will tell you. I have my good points and my bad points. It's fair to say. I'm just going to rest on my laurels and be married to a Julie Bowen lookalike. Yeah, I can't argue with you there. You've, you've done very well indeed, sir. Well done. I'm just going to pat myself on the back. I think you should. I think you deserve that. Yeah. I think you do. Absolutely. Where are we now? What should we do? I'm lost. <laughs> I think this is a well that we can dip in quite quite often because uh, there's lots of dainties, lots yeah. of them to talk about. There are. But uh, I, I've, I've exhausted my list that I put together for tonight. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Well, I, I only have like the 90s to go on to. I'm happy to either save that for another time or, or we can go into it now. Whatever you like. I don't care. Uh, let's save it, because we didn't really get into the 90s a whole lot, did we? We didn't, and there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. I feel like if you really wanted to delve into it, that could be two hours right there. Yeah. It's like you're saying, the 90s is like the target area of when when we started to get funny hairs down there. Yeah, and and, and Salma Hayek was invented. And, and Tia Carrera. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I don't know how she didn't make this list. I, I don't know how she's not so famous right now <laughs> i mean because because in in like around the time of, of wayne's world if i'd have had the money to make a film i'd have made sure i put her in it just to kind of hang around her for a while you know and maybe and, people are scared of her because she's a vampire is she a vampire what's what's that well she she hasn't aged at all she hasn't has she i'm looking at her pictures <laughs> now on imdb and she still looks stunning Mind you, she's she's not that old. She looks like she's uh, remained the same ever since 1993. There's nothing to complain about there. But she's just done bad television for years, and she should have done lots and lots and lots of films. But no, just Wayne's World and that other. What, why can't I think of the name? She True was on Lies. a cheap. She was on a cheap, cheap TV show here. She was the lead role. It was about Relic Hunter. Sick. Relic Hunter, that's what it was called. A uh, female Indiana Jones, but with kind of, you know, that uh, Saturday afternoon cheesecake thing that they try to pull off? Yeah. With the, 
the PG rated sexiness. Well, according to IMDb, they made 66 episodes of that. So. Wow, that's way more than I would have thought. Yeah. And Disney cartoons and stuff. Three episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. CSI Miami. There you go. Everyone's been in CSI. Absolutely. But I can't believe I didn't even, she didn't even come to mind at all to go on this list. But, you know, I felt felt kind of guilty throughout the week as I was sitting here slowly adding names to the list. I'd have the laptop open on my lap while watching TV, and I'd kind of be guarding the screen from Lisa so that she wouldn't see I'm typing the names of a whole bunch of, of ladies. It It is a bit awkward. I kind of didn't want to tell her what we were doing this week. But nevertheless, here we are. It's going out as a podcast, and there's nothing I can do about it. I've enjoyed it, though. It's it's always good fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Reminiscing. Yeah. Shall we leave it there, then, for this that's week? A good, that's a good stopping point. Okay, then. We'll do the wrap-up bit. So, if you want to email us about any of this, you can do. And the email address is uh, remastered at simplysyndicated.com. Or we've got the forum. You can go to simplysyndicated.com and uh, have a chat there. The forum threads have been actually quite busy for this show, haven't they? They have. They've been keeping really hopping. Um, if you don't know how to get to the forum, it's just from the main page up at the top, there's a bar that runs horizontally across the page. I've actually had a couple of people ask me where the forum is. But uh, on that bar, one of the, the, the options is forum. And it's, uh, you know, right there with radio. Uh, I'm bringing up the page here so I can... It's right in the middle at the top. Right. Show, simply read, radio, forum, right there in white. It does uh, right take between you right. radio and store. Yeah, and it takes you right to the forum. And you can just sign, you just log in with Facebook and you're away. It's, and I don't know why people don't like vanilla. Guys, listen to me. Listen. Vanilla is way, way better than that old, busted, broken PHP BB crap. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You don't have to dive through 16 directories to get down to the thread that you want. It's just going to rise right to the top. Trust me on this. I've been using vanilla for a long time. It's ruined me on all other forum systems. It's very, very useful for quickly checking to see if anyone has commented on the, the threads that you love most. Yeah. I can understand people logging in and complaining that it looks like ass because I haven't done anything with it yet, and it does look like ass. But well, the theme is it has some to be desired. Yeah, I'll it, give you that. It, it, I mean, that's no secret. We agree. It just needs cleaning up. It needs making to look like the rest of the site. But I personally love it. And from the point of view of somebody running a website, it's just so much easier to administer. People if, need to realize that, that theme and utility are two entirely different things. Don't get them confused. Exactly. Google will tell you that. And vanilla is just such a superior system as far as, as getting your your infos down and sharing your thoughts. So get on and use it then. And, and you know, well, just use it. Um, also, please take the time. Just visit our website, simplysyndicated.com, and share this show with a friend. Go and uh, share a link on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Really helps us spread the word and get the message out there about our shows and our stuff and gets people listening to us. And we could really use your help. So it's right there on every post, on every podcast. There's a little Facebook button or a tweet button. God, there's loads of them, actually. Um, I think there's a Reddit one. And a, I didn't bother putting the dig one on. The Google Plus one. All kinds of things. Just go and click those buttons. It'll take you 30 seconds. And it really helps us out a big pile. And we'd appreciate that a lot. Oh, there is a dig button. Put us on dig. There you go. I don't know what they'd make of us. 
not trying to guilt trip anybody, but, you know, putting together a podcast costs money and it costs a lot of time and effort. And if it's something that you enjoy, there's a couple of options. You can hit the donate button that's on the main site, simply syndicatedick.com. Just, uh, you know, drop a dollar in there as a tip. It's uh, what you would give a barista. Exactly. I'm, I'm like a barista. You're better you than a barista. <laughs> and if you can't afford that or don't want to do that, that that's fine. We're not going to, you know, waggle our fingers at you, but but uh, sharing with the social media buttons is something that you could definitely do for free, and it takes like 10 seconds. Yeah. And it helps us more than you would think. It really does help a great deal, you know. It, it just it does so much stuff, and, uh, you know, because not only does it share us around, it makes us seem more important to Google, and just all manner of things it helps out, you know, so just click a button, it helps. Or you could do something like tell a friend. Yeah, that as well. Or make a friend listen. Physically get hold of them and hang on while they listen. And then make them download more. If you need instructions, just Google classic schoolyard pin. That's that's a good one. So get your friends, pin them down, make them listen. Okay, then. I'm off to uh, just skip through this list of the hottest women of the 90s for the rest of the evening. And I'll be in my bunk. Yeah, I'll, that's the best way of putting it. I also found links on that same website to the 100, 100 hottest porn stars, the 50 hottest celebrity twit pics, and the 20 hottest former Disney stars. So, I'll be busy in my bunk. Oh, Anne Hathaway was a Disney star. Of course she was. She's, She's drawn like a Disney character. She is. I, I, honestly, I again, I would leave with Anne Hathaway tomorrow. Right now. I wouldn't. I, I do not find her attractive. She's too cartoonish. That's fine. More Anne Hathaway for me. <laughs> she might be a lovely person. Maybe I'd leave with her if she was nice enough. Yeah. She said, right, she can do your ethics models with me, you know. All right. <laughs> I'm definitely going then. You don't mind if I sit playing Call of Duty all night not speaking. That's awesome. Thank you. Right. I think that's enough superficiality. It is. It is. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. See ya.